Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Fringe. (sighs) Today we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 13, titled The Bishop Revival. Damn it, it got too real again! Why? <laughs> two episodes now. Two episodes in a row. I went in going, I'm going to watch Fridge. Oh, yay. I'm going to talk about shapeshifters and alternate universes and shapeshifters from alternate universes. And then I get this shit. Like, first, in the last episode, we got Deadly Virus being watched during a global pandemic. And this episode, I got treated to... Watching Rise of Nazism, or Resurrection of Nazism, rather, in America, and literally exactly that is happening in real life on a much larger scale. Oh, God, this show wants to kill me. (laughs) This show wants to kill me. Okay, a little behind the scenes for you. So, I'm actually banking several episodes Because New York Comic Con's Metaverse is happening. It's actually happening right now by the time this comes up. Uh, So I had to record Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday's episodes all in one day. So I am coming, like, right off of the Deadly Virus episode. For you, it's been, like, a solid 24 hours. For me, it's, like, immediate. I went from that right into this. And now I just hate everything. (laughs) I didn't... Oh, I just wanted to watch one of my favorite shows and have fun. What have I done to myself? What have I done to myself? You voted for this. All the assholes listening to this, you caused this. It's your fault. You should have voted for Hillary Clinton. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. So... Cliff Note's version of this episode conceptually is basically, uh, it starts out at a wedding and this deadly toxin comes out. Uh, basically, some dude is releasing deadly toxin all over the place that is designed to kill people in groups with uh, specific genetic traits. So, at this wedding in the opening sequence, it's all from one family. Uh, there's one at, like, a coffee shop, and it's, like, all people with brown eyes. And so on and so forth. And basically, someone's using this to create the Nazis' master race. Why does this episode feel frighteningly possible in 2020? Why? (laughs) So, yeah, I'm not going to get into the specifics of the plot for, again, the exact reason I just said. Uh, I'll get into the relevant character stuff. Uh, Basically, a lot of the character work in this episode, uh, Walter 
essentially reveals that his father was in Germany at the time of the Nazis and was a spy for the Allies, so he was doing scientific work with the Nazis while smuggling information to the Americans. And then uh, came over to America in, like, 43 and all that. And apparently this toxin is based on Walter's father's formula, Robert Bischoff's formula. Uh, Bischoff, of course, he changed his name to Bishop, so now we have Walter Bishop, Peter Bishop, instead of Walter Bischoff, Peter Bischoff. Uh, but... The, uh... The connection to Walter's father is very much in this episode, so it feels very personal. The threat very much comes from within the Bishop family. Uh, there's a major plotline where uh, there was the formula hidden within Walter's father's books, Robert Bischoff's books. And he starts to go looking for them, and then Peter's like, hey, listen... I sold them, like, ten years ago while you were in St. Clair's and we were not on the best of terms. And Walter's, like, very, very upset that, like, maybe Peter sold these books, put that formula out into the world, and now someone got that through there. Now someone got it through those books. So we go on this entire subplot to get the books back. Uh, I do have to mention, we do have a scene with Markham which is very bittersweet to witness because earlier this week, as I'm recording this, Clark Middleton passed away. Uh, so we get a scene with him. It's really sad to see that man was such a great actor. He plays Markham so well. Uh, we'll talk about him in various bits that he shows up in. Throughout the rest of the series, he has some really good scenes, has some really great appearances. He was such a fantastic actor, so R.I.P. Clark Middleton. Uh, but we have a really great scene with him, where Peter squeezes him for the name of his buyer. Markham gives it to him, and we come across this idiot who creates collages of swastikas and Hitler portraits. And <laughs> they're supposed to represent the banality of evil, but they're really just swastikas and Hitler portraits. Like, it's just... What the hell? What an idiot. What a moron. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So... So stupid. On a... On a day when I'm not so wound up about all this being too real, given current events, I might have laughed at this, but now it's just like, oh, God, there are people this stupid in the world in, in 2020 that actually, that actually exists. Oh, boy. Uh, there's an excellent scene where uh, they're raiding the killer's home, and... The killer, having recognized Walter, sets a trap for him, uh, uses DNA from Walter's sweater to tar target Walter specifically. And Walter almost dies from this toxin, and then we get an incredible climax at this World Tolerance Conference that this dude is targeting, 
where they go through, they try to find where the toxin is, uh, it needs heat, so basically trying to find burners and all of that, and Walter, like a badass, creates, uh, recreates the toxin and modifies it so that it targets the killer and only the killer, and just disperses it into the conference, and just the killer just drops dead and asphyxiates and suffocates and he has that great moment of like bitch off traitor and when he's confronted about it by Broyles and by Dunham he's like hey I I did this to stop the killings I'd do it again like I don't regret it at all family is very very important to me and my family's very much wrapped up in this I needed to write what uh, my father set in motion. And everything's great. Everything's good. Nazism is dead. The problem's solved, guys. The problem's... The problem's solved. This is a really good episode. I don't mean to give this episode the short shrift, but like... Oh boy, did I watch it at the wrong time. Oh boy, was this the wrong time to rewatch it. Oh, Jesus Christ. I need to... I need to go back and watch it again when there isn't a rise in Nazi ideology in America. I, I need to, like, I need to go back in, like, 2025, assuming we're not all dead. Like, just, I... <sighs> wrong episode, wrong time for me to really watch it. But it is very, very good. It is a very good episode. I don't mean to make it sound like I don't like it. It's a fantastic episode. It's just... Oh boy, am I not, are our current events not in the right frame for me to enjoy it properly? Oh boy. Uh, but then we get this ending where Peter is just like, okay, well, there's still one thing I don't know, understand, like where, where, where did this dude get the formula? Where did this dude find the formula in the first place? How did he know what the formula was? And... Walter's like, oh, I don't know, some mysteries are never going to be solved. And it is at this point that I have to talk about certain things that happen in the episode. At the very, very beginning, at the wedding, this one Holocaust survivor goes, it, it can't be, it's you, it's you, pointing at our killer like she knew the killer and was shocked to see him. Like, it can't be, it can't be, it's you. And then she died from the asphyxiation from the toxin. Uh, later in the episode, when our guy's looking at Walter, he's like, Oh, that guy's named Bischoff, right? Oh, it's Bishop? Oh, okay. That, he looks just like his father. As if he, like, personally knew Walter's father. And then you had the Bischoff, traitor thing. And we have this final, final shot where we're looking at this photo taken in the era of Nazi Germany. And there is our killer in Nazi Germany. Somehow this dude's freaking immortal. We don't know how. But somehow he is. So yeah, there's that. Please let this be the last episode I watch today that's too real. For the love of God, I'd like to get to escapism again. <laughs> I'd like to not talk about episodes that are way too close to the current state of the world in 2020. 
I'd like to, I'd like to not have that. Like, nothing against What Lies Below, nothing against the Bishop revival. Both of these episodes are great. Both of these episodes are very, very good. I'm just watching them at the wrong time, and I'm talking about them at the wrong time. Like, just any other year I'd love them. Any other year they'd be great, but, like, just, oh boy. Like, this, not the time for either of these episodes. Good God. Anyway... That was entirely unhelpful as a discussion of the episode. That was entirely unhelpful <laughs> as a breakdown of this episode. Oh, well. Uh, if you like this, for some reason, uh, favor the podcast over on Anchor, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in. As well, it's simplest just to push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash ThomasClark pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archives Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 14, which I'm pretty sure doesn't get into anything too real. Who knows? Maybe it contains murder hornets and I just forgot. I don't know. Talk to you then, I guess?